how can this year actually be a successful season for the San Jose Sharks? We're going to look at what they need to do this year for it to be considered a success um, and what they need to do to for it to not be a success. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor inside the rink. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and we will be back to every day starting next week. Uh, this is the last week of three episodes. The summer is almost over. Uh, football season kicked off, which means hockey season is right around the corner uh so starting next week we'll be back to five days a week and that'll go over you all the way through next july probably mid-july like we did this year as well so um that's a long long time that's 10 months coming up of five days a week so um big question today is what can the sharks do this season for it to be considered a successful season. And we know the Sharks are probably not going to win a ton of games this year and uh, most likely going to be one of the worst teams in the NHL. Um, but there's still things they can do for this season to be a success. And we'll start with that, the just securing a top three pick in this year's draft. Um, preferably the first overall pick, so you can pick who you think is the best player in the draft. But securing a top three pick, um, this is how rebuilds are built are, are done, right? You look at the New Jersey Devils, and yes, they got lucky winning a couple uh, of their uh, drafts, but how much of their talent is homegrown talent, right? Uh, you have Nico Heischer, you have Jesper Bratt, uh, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes. You have so many homegrown pieces that are going to be difference makers and set this team up to be successful for the foreseeable future. For the Sharks to set themselves to be successful for the foreseeable future, um, continuing to bottom out and be one of the top three uh, teams going into the draft, that is how you set your, your foundation for success going forward. Or at least put yourself in the best position to set yourself up for foundation for success, right? Um, three ways to acquire players. You can either draft them, which is, you know, you get them for your – draft and develop and sign and potentially get a player for their whole career. Um, you can trade for them, what the Sharks have done with guys like Shakir Mukumadulin, but that costs you guys like Timo Meyer, right? Um, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, all these guys leaving the door, all your old players, you're getting back, in some cases, you're getting back young players who you hope can be parts of your future, or you sign them in free agency. Um, signing them in free agency is going to be... You know, that is usually for teams that are looking to add those final pieces, um, right? It's you don't see young players um, go to free agency very, very often, uh, you know, except for Phillips Adina. That was a very, very weird, special situation, right? Most of the time when guys hit free agency, they're 25, 26, 27, 28, 30. Like, you know, you're, you're they're up there in age. So the best way to 
secure your foundation is to pick in the top of the draft as often as possible um, for a, a good chunk of time. So Sharks, you have William Eklund, um, Pops, you know, seventh pick. Uh, I know they had the 11th pick the year the year after where they traded back and they got a nice little haul in players that are going to be, you know, Phil Beasted, um, Cam Lund, and then you got um, Matias Havlid, who all look to have bright futures. And then last year, right, getting the fourth pick where you got Will Smith, who looks to be the centerpiece of your uh, franchise going forward. Let's add, let's add more friends for Will Smith and Quentin Musty and Wayne Mecklen. You know, and I know we're several months out from the draft and um, we'll be hitting the draft very hard as, as always here at Locked on Sharks. But, you know, you have guys like Macklin Celebrini, who is a center, former San Jose Junior Shark, going off to college in Boston, at Boston University, uh, is projected to be, you know, potentially top pick in the draft. Um, you have guys like Colt Iserman, another U.S. player um, who's going, you know, left wing. Um, Artem uh, Levishnov, uh, Russian, or not sure if he's Russian, but uh, no, not Russian. Um, but he's a you know European player who's now going to be playing over in Michigan, Michigan State in college um, this year. Defenseman, right? You have Ivan uh, Demidov, who's a you know spectacular scorer. Um, you know, you look last year, Michkov, uh, Demidov is supposed to be right up there with the that type of player. But again, of course, the Russian factor. Um, you know, and that's, that's again, we're looking at it from what. 10 months out right now, the names are going to change, but putting yourself in position to add one of these great players. Um, yes, I know there's no Bedard in the upcoming draft, but still adding one of these guys to your future, that's going to make you again, having these guys on cost controlled contracts for a couple of years, uh, letting them develop, putting yourself in position to succeed in the long run. So the sharks um, don't get cute. Don't end up with like the eighth or ninth pick in the draft um, where, again, you can get some good players there. But just for the the best thing for this team's future um, is to continue to add top tier talent um, through the draft guys that you can continue to add. Um, so then, you know, if they get Celebrini and you have like Celebrini, you have Will Smith, Quentin Musty, William Eklund, uh, Philip Bissett. Bordolo, Goosh, and Robin, like you, you're starting to see where the Sharks are going to be in a couple of years, you know, and I know we'll, we'll see if Will Smith's playing in the NHL um, next season, you know, Celebrini, we'll see again if he is one of those guys who can make this jump straight to the NHL or if he needs to go back um, another season in college. But again, the Sharks are going to be adding a lot of high-end talent to their roster here really, really quick. Um, so so the best way to, to turn this thing around and make this a real rebuild and set yourself for a long-term success, you know, look at what the Devils did, right? Um, drafting Quinn Hughes, you know, not Quinn Hughes, but drafting Jack Hughes. You had, I mean, they got lucky winning the draft a couple of times, but, you know, you got Hughes, you got Heischer, um, you have like Lou or you got one of the Hughes, or you've got the other Hughes brother and Luke Hughes. Like they have just so much top tier talent that they, will have for the foreseeable future because they've drafted and developed these guys. Um, and now they're going to be good for the next several seasons uh, because they've drafted and developed well. So that's what the Sharks need to do to set themselves up for long-term success, right? Um, if the Sharks make the playoffs, somehow make the playoffs this season, 
cool they made the playoffs but then what you know you get crushed in the first round by vegas or dallas or colorado whoever's you know the number one seed um is that really the best thing for the long-term success of the future of the franchise i don't know i'd rather i'd rather be terrible for a couple seasons but adding top tier talent that can allow you to actually develop and be a contender in the future um, and not just have these maybe little one-off win, you know, maybe make the playoffs, you scrape in, make the playoffs, um, but you're really not dangerous or you're not an actual contending team. Like you want to be, yes, anything can happen in hockey playoffs. We've seen it before, but you want to set yourself up for success. And best way to set yourself up for success is continuing to draft and develop. Um, So securing a top three pick in this this draft is the best thing that can happen to for the Sharks this season. So before we look at some on ice um, things that the Sharks need to do um, to have a productive season, do want to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And we know football season is here. I hope you guys enjoyed the first football Sunday. I know I did. Um, so football season's here, and FanDuel's going to give you a chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win the regular season. So maybe you bet on your favorite San Francisco 49ers, and then every time they win in this, this season, you get bonus bets um, that you can use on spreads, player props, over-unders, more. Uh, maybe you want a nice you know, Christian McCaffrey over-under touchdowns for the season, or maybe just in-game in-game props that you can do as well. Uh, maybe you're feeling really good about a certain team from South Florida who went to L.A. and won a huge game, and then uh, maybe that Tyreek over 2,000 yards uh, prop is looking really tasty right now. Whatever you want to use your uh, bonus bets, you can use them on plenty of fun stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. Another thing, development, right? Drafting, you can pick guys, uh, but if you're picking guys and you're not developing them, what does it mean, right? You're just hoping that that works out. And development for this team is going to be huge this year. I know they have a lot of kind of veteran guys, especially in the four group, but I want to see development between not only the players, but the coaches, right? Um, David Quinn, we, you know, looking at what he did with um, the Rangers and then where can he improve on the, with the, the, this team? And I think, an area that I really want to see the Sharks try to improve on is going to be the special teams. And it's going to be very interesting to see the special teams because you lose Eric Carlson, uh, you lose Timo Meyer, but I think the, there's a chance for the special teams to maybe be a little bit better because I think they're deeper, right? We know the special teams last year was power play one that played for basically 90 seconds. Um, and then if they didn't score, it was just, they almost basically went back to five on five, uh, just throwing dudes over the boards to just try to kind of get some get your get your your top line a breather. But again, you have a bunch of 
players, right? You have Duclair, you have Hoffman, who I know Hoffman's not what he used to be, but I still think he can be an asset on the power play. Granlin with his great passing ability. Um, you still have Hurdle, you still have Couture, you have William Eklund. Like you have a lot of pieces, at least among the four groups, where I think it can be a much deeper power play and a more balanced power play system. And I want to see what ha- I want to see David Quinn continue to implement his system and what happens from year one to year two. Um, if you go back and listen to when David Quinn was hired, I did a big breakdown on David Quinn kind of comparing the team, like kind of how his teams progressed through his years with the Rangers. Um, and so the 2018, 2019 Rangers team, uh, which was a, a, they were the 20th oldest team in the league at the time. Their power play was 17%. Um, this was their 17th in the NHL, excuse me, at 19.3%. Penalty kill was brutal at 27% or 27th overall, at 78.2%. Um, but that second season, um, they got a little bit younger, yes. Um, that is more talent, but the power play made a big jump from um, 19.3 to 22.91, which was good for seventh in the NHL. Um, the PK still was kind of meh. Last year, the Sharks, their power play was one of the 10. They were 32, 1, 0, 9, 8, 7. They were 25th in the NHL at 18.4%. I think their goal, just try to get into like the teens, um, shoot for that 20% power play success. That should be their goal. And that's more of, again, I know you lost Eric Carlson, you lost Timo Meyer, but I think you have more depth players and more quality, you know, not we have more quantity, I guess, than you do in quality players this season. So I don't think it's much to ask for the Sharks to go from 18.4% to 20%. That's, you know, be one of the, just in the teens and not be one of the worst teams, just be kind of a mediocre team with your power play. Show some improvement in that area. Um, The penalty kill for the Sharks, which has been historically good the past couple seasons, and they were still finished in the top 10 last year, but it'll be interesting to see now that you have a lot of new pieces, right? I mean, Solov Couture, um, Nico Stern still there, but you know, look at think of the pieces that you've lost recently, right? Nick Benino, um, Andrew Cogliano, uh, Matt Nieto, Long Beach native. How can you continue to be a solid penalty kill um, while you're kind of training new guys to take this job, right? And which of these guys can kind of step up and do this? Like, can your Luke Cunnins, who played some penalty kill last year, can he be? you know, a top penalty killer for you. Um, you know, I think Oscar Lindblom, can he be that defensive specialist and try to, as he tries to fight for a job, um, maybe some of the new additions, right? Um, I think Zettelin's got a chance to be a, a solid penalty killer with his kind of tenacity and the way he plays the game. Um, you know, if Jacob Peterson, like who who is going to kind of learn on the fly here or, or kind of take those roles there and, not have the PK fall off the face of the earth, right? We know the five on five is probably gonna be terrible for the Sharks, but can the special teams continue to at least hold, be a still top 10 unit um, in the case of the PK and then work its way from being bad to mediocre in the case of the power play. And then of course, what has David Quinn learned from his mistakes or issues or 
with the Rangers, right? You look at Capocacco, you look at Alexei Lafreniere. How can he take those mistakes, learn from them when you have guys like William Eklund who's expected to kind of be, you know, going into his full rookie season, you know, Philip Sedina, who's really had ups and downs, um, but still is a young player, right? He's only 23. As you implement younger guys into the, and kind of make sure you're giving them enough rope to allow them to learn from their mistakes. Um, and then also kind of overcome those mistakes, right? The rookies or young players are going to make mistakes. Everybody, every player makes mistakes. Um, it's just, are we going to see a benching, you know, the Ryan Merkley effect, right? makes a bad mistake we never see him again um are we going to see those mistakes get punished and yes sometimes you guys make mistakes and they should be you know held accountable for their actions um but realize in the long term the best way for these guys to make mistakes is to go out learn from them correct them and continue to keep playing right don't just put a guy on the bench um for a whole period of time and then expect him to kind of learn from it so and we know, again, the Sharks are probably going to be really bad this year. Get these rookie mistakes, get these mistakes out of the way when the games don't mean as much. And what I mean by that is, right, we're not trying to make the playoffs here. You're not in the playoffs. Uh, you're not in playoff races. You're in a development and assess situation with the Sharks. So let these young guys learn from their mistakes. Uh, and where has David Quinn learned from his mistakes um, in his first run with the, the New York Rangers? I think that's going to be a big, big kind of if, – if he's learned from that and he lets these young guys grow and develop and you see growth and develop from these players, that that's one of the biggest things, right? doesn't matter for the Sharks this season. It doesn't matter if they win games. Uh, again, we want them to lose a bunch of games, but – you want to see growth and development from your Zadinas, um, from your Zetterlands, from your William Ecklins, Jacob Petersons, these young players who you think can be part of your future. Um, and in some cases, core pieces like William Ecklin and potentially Zadina, core pieces um, into your, your future core. Let them grow, let them develop um, and see see what can happen uh, when they learn from those mistakes, right? If guys are making the same dumb mistakes, then yes, you need to be held them for accountability. But if a guy makes a bad pinch and you're down seven to one um, and then you bench the kid, it doesn't like keep everything in context for it. So um, before war. All right, before we continue and the last thing the Sharks need to do uh, as they to have a successful season, um, let's find an answer and goal. But before we get into that, do want to, again, thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Again, probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. Um, if you're excited about football season, maybe you want to go check out your Locked on 49ers, Locked on Raiders, um, Locked on Rams, Locked on Chargers, Locked on Dolphins, uh, whatever your team is, we've got you covered here at Locked On. Um, you can go figure out why your team won, what your team needs to do better to win this uh, their next game, see if the season's already lost for your team if you're down 0-1, see why you're winning the Super Bowl if your team is 1-0, uh, go Dolphins. Um, you can't stop us, baby. You can't stop Tua. Anyway, um, go check out your favorite Locked On NFL program wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. All right. Um, what do the Dolphins need to do? The third answer uh, for the Dolphins is a successful season. 
is you need to find out what you have in goal uh, between Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen and either find out if any of them have any potential to be the guy for you in the future um, or if you need to start from scratch in net. Um, as the Sharks have been looking for answers basically since Martin Jones's playoff run, you know, uh, Stanley Cup run. So what does that look like? Again, we know this team is going to be bad. They're probably going to get shelled most nights. Um, I think having a goalie over a 900 save percentage would be a start, right? Um, the Sharks have, again, re been one of the worst goalie tandems um, out there the past couple of seasons, right? Um, I know James Reimer had a good season a couple of years ago. Um, we know we've had Dubnik Island uh, for longtime listeners. Devin Dubnik, um, you know, Kavok Akinen has been up and down. Um, Aiden Hill was injured for them most of the time he was here. When he was, did play, didn't look that great. Um, like, you know, Mel Nachuk, there's, there's been a whole slew of guys thrown into, um, kind of thrown into the fire, unfortunately, for some of these guys, right? As the Sharks have been bad the past couple of seasons. So, Again, who can one of these guys just rise up and, and show? Let us know um, whether it's, yes, this guy's a potential or, you know what, it, we have to look in a different direction, right? As a reminder, Kapokakinen is entering the last year of his deal. Mackenzie Blackwood does just signed a two-year deal. So none of these guys are really tied to the franchise for a long term, right? You can, Kapokakinen, if you don't want to resign him, you can get him out. You can get out of his con after this year. He becomes a free agent. Like you don't have to keep him around. So, but I still think though there there's there's something there with Capo Kakin. I know last year was was brutal for him, and the team in front of him did not play well a lot. And poor guy was kind of put into a lot of bad situations. But you know, looking looking at his time with the Wild, like he was very good for the Wild. Even in his short time with the Sharks after he got traded, um, he was very good for the Sharks last year. Was last year just a bump in the road and kind of a blip? And this was a bad team and Capo Kakinen didn't really help, wasn't really put in a position to succeed. Um, I think the defense is going to be more defensive um but i think they're going to this team is going to get pinned in their own zone and they're probably the goalies are probably going to see a ton of shots night in night out um so maybe that's how you get to your 900 save percentage is just by uh sheer numbers you're just facing so many shots that like you just have to save some goals here and there um but I think just starting with a 900 save percentage can we get a team a guy with a save percentage over that starts with a nine um so can Kapokakin, can he turn back the clock um, and show why he was once an AHL goalie of the year, uh, why the Wild were very, very, you know, looked as, as him as a potential long-term answer until um, they drafted Jesper Walsep. Um, and then with Mackenzie Blackwood, right, can he also kind of turn back the clock to pre-COVID uh, when he looked to be a long-term piece to the for the New Jersey Devils? Um, again, you sign him to a two-year contract, kind of give him a two years to try out as his team again. 
Like it. Same thing with Capocacna, right? This team is probably going to be really bad. But it's not like those devil teams were very good either. And a lot of those were young teams as they were kind of growing and developing uh, some of their young players. So Mackenzie Black was very used to this situation and he performed very well in that. And I think being injured for the past couple seasons uh, has done a ton to really put you know put him behind the the eight ball as they say so um he's fully healthy now again this team in front of him isn't going to be the greatest but if you can at least answer come coming out of this season get some answers yes capo kakadin worth resigning you know give him another two-year deal let's see what happens with capo kakadin um that way we don't want to rush some of our younger goalies right um mackenzie blackwood again you only traded a six-round pick for him like that is not very much they were very happy to get rid of him um but can he find his game that made him an, an intriguing prospect for the devils um behind what's going to be a bad team so um and then, again, going to the offseason with Blackwood, um, at least, or just stay healthy, right? Can he just stay healthy for a full season? So um, trying to find some answers in goal, that is that is the Sharks' biggest question. And then, again, maybe E2 McEnany makes plays a couple games. Is there enough there with McEnany that the Sharks need to continue developing him um, as he is also going to be you know, playing that RFA games with the Sharks right now um, and Barracuda? And I think seeing him... Be the guy with the the barracuda can he also stay healthy for a full season so trying to find some answers and goals that those are that's kind of what the season comes down to so again quick recap get a top three pick the development of both players and coaching right how do your younger players can putting your younger players in position to succeed and not um you know what is david quinn learned from his previous mistakes and can he help those areas that we saw him improve with the rangers right can he help this power play go from a bottom tier to a mediocre power play despite losing carlson and timo meyer and can he get some of these young guys um you know kind of get trained to be penalty killers so this team isn't going you know if your power play is getting better but your penalty kill is getting worse it's a wash right um so can you get your penalty kill can you Keep at least a top 10. Top 10. Can you get your power play into a mediocre position? And then can we get some answers in goal? Whether it's no, we need to move on. We need to continue to look for something else. Um, or yes, there's something here that we need to continue to work with. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, probably be back Tuesday night, Wednesday, uh, where we're going to be doing the state of the franchise for Vegas to wrap up the uh, series so that we, we've hit all the Pacific division um, so you can kind of know what's going on around the division. So we're finishing up with Vegas. Um, that'll be on Wednesday. And then we'll get you guys ready for uh, the rookie tournament next weekend. So, um, so yeah, we'll do kind of a dive into all the Sharks players, uh, who's going to be there, get to get familiar with some of the new guys. Um, and of course, what, what we want to see from some of these young guys. So uh, make sure you guys are keeping it locked in wherever you get podcasts, um, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. At Locked on Sharks, you can follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And until uh, Wednesday, bye, friends.